This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stager! Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Join with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrelfio. The Tornado Watcher. And we are missing Jake and Jared today. Uh, so it's just going to be the two of us mm. for this Week 15 Podcast. A lot of stuff to talk about. Tons of injuries. Tons of COVID news. Uh, and it's the first week of your fantasy playoffs. Ooh, so I hope be. you made it. It should be. Yes, if, if it's, it's not, not, you're doing something wrong. You are. Yeah. Um, so if you made it, uh, good job, good luck moving forward. Hopefully you got that first round by, maybe you're in a league that doesn't have buys at all. Either way, this is maybe, maybe the most important podcast of the year, you know, at least until next week's podcast come out. Exactly. So, uh, without further ado, you just jump right into it. Yeah. All right. So basically I'm going to cover injuries and COVID, uh, cause there's a lot going on and lot. AJ, if I forget something, please chime in and, uh, let let us know. Always so do. we'll start with the biggest news of the day. DeAndre Hopkins has been ruled out for the rest of the regular season with a knee sprain. The Cardinals are hopeful that he will be back for the playoffs, but this time uh, that is uncertain. So, so bad news. Yeah, but good news. If you can find AJ Green or Christian Kirk on waivers, maybe even Rondale Moore if you're uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, definitely do so. Yes, that, they could be a nice little gem for you, especially in this championship run that we've got going on in fantasy football. So... Definitely look at one of those three players. I know uh, AJ is more endorsing AJ Green. I'm more endorsing Christian Kirk. But I think at the end of the day, we agree both are good yeah, pickups. 100. Um, speaking, let's stick with the Cardinals. Uh, running back James Conner is day to day with an ankle injury that he suffered Monday night. Um, this is big news. Huge good news, news is uh, Chase Edmonds is designated to return. So. Yeah, honestly, that one burned me. I picked up Chase Edmonds in so many leagues this year thinking he was going to be the guy, and I was right. I, I knew Arizona was going to have a good running back. I was just 100% wrong on who it was. I thought James Conner was going to be an injury-ridden, kind of third-down back, just power back, and it and it was not. Obviously, you know, Chase Edmonds is out, but I don't think he's going to pick up all the slack that you know, we just saw with James Conner over the past couple weeks. I don't think so either. I was definitely high on James Conner, but... I had no idea he was going to be playing to the level that he is. No, I like, thought he'd finish somewhere between like running back 15 and 20. Yeah. He's top 10 right now, isn't he? Or is he top five? He's, I think he's top five. He oh, has, it's unbelievable. He's top three in touchdowns. He has like 12, 13, maybe even 14 over the past couple, you know, six, eight weeks, whatever it is. But all he does is score touchdowns. And what else do you need? Pretty much. And now you're getting all the volume. Volume translates to fantasy points. That's important. Very important. Moving on, let's talk about the Ravens. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson does have an ankle injury. He has been day-to-day. Um, however, he's probably expected to play, but you should probably pick up Huntley just in case. Um, he's definitely the same type of player and not going to get you the same exact production because nobody is Lamar except for Lamar, uh, but definitely a nice backup. And uh, even if you don't have Lamar, pick him up to keep the guy that does have Lamar out of his lineup. Exactly. Because Lamar is such an impact player. If that other guy in the playoffs doesn't have him, which he probably does, because if you have Lamar, you probably made the playoffs this year. Um, just a huge, that would be a big blow to the, that guy's team that has Lamar. So if True. you don't have Lamar, just pick up Tyler Huntley regardless. A um, couple other news. Um, Calais Campbell, Patrick Ricard, Alejandro Villanueva also did not practice for the Ravens. So bad news there, uh, especially, I think, Villanueva. They definitely need their offensive linemen there. Um, but moving on to the Panthers, they did designate Sam Darnold to return off injured reserve. And I think he is expected to play this weekend. Probably. He's still not good. No, still not good. But something to monitor. Uh, the Bears placed right tackle Larry Borum on the reserve COVID list. Um, I, I can't confirm whether he has COVID or if he was just a close contact. I believe he was, um, but I, again, I, I don't, I couldn't figure out if it was certain. Yeah, even so, to kind of go off this too. So this is what's crazy. At the beginning of the season, the NFLPA versus the NFL was basically debating on whether or not players should be tested every day or you know once a week, and the NFL wanted it to continue every single day. NFLPA did not. We're obviously seeing how that played out, where they're getting tested every few days now. I think it's every three. But this is now resulting. I mean, you look at teams like the Rams, the Ravens, the Browns. The Vikings. The Vikings. The Washington football team. If you're not getting tested every day, it takes one practice to infect the rest of the team. And it's also reported, I heard this on my way here, that 90% of these COVID you know, arisings, or whatever you want to call them, are not from the facility. 
So it's people going out to restaurants, going to parties, going to events, basically, where they're taking the chance. And I get it. You got to continue to live your life. But at the same time, you have, now we're looking at playoff implications where, yeah, go live your life, but do it a little bit more smart. Yeah. I mean, especially during the season. If it's the off season, whatever. Do you? Yeah. Do you? That's fine. But, you know, there's a lot more at stake here than just your personal life. I mean, we're talking the jobs of hundreds and hundreds of different people from yeah. players to staff. It's just you know, it, it's 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 serious stuff. And, and it just surprises me that uh, it, I guess it doesn't surprise me too much, but it just goes to show the selfishness of some of these players yeah. and coaches who want to you know go out and have fun when really you should just buckle down for these what five six months of the year pretty much you know there's, there's you're getting paid weeks. vast sums of money there's four weeks left if you're in a, if you're on like that playoff bubble or you're in the hunt you're honestly just you know try to think about it take it internally but i understand it's still hard live your life mm-hmm. uh i just also want to piggyback off that uh set those seven teams that we mentioned are actually in the advanced COVID protocol within the mm-hmm. nfl now and now they are getting tested every single day yeah. regardless um so Look what you did. You didn't want to do that, and you went out, and now you're back in that same spot. So are you, good job. Are you nervous about Cooper Cup at all with OBJ being placed in the COVID list? Uh, no, but uh, you never know. You never know. You know, I, I don't I, – I, I guess I'm being optimistic about it. Yeah. But you never know. Cooper Cup is a smart guy. I feel like he's vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely – yeah, he's absolutely got to be. And I feel like he – especially because if he has it, you can guarantee Matt Stafford has it. Because mm-hmm. they spend every waking moment together. They practically sleep together. Yeah, honestly. The Breakfast Club, you heard about that? I have heard no, about that. That's very cool. Yeah, Matt Stafford's wife, not happy about it. No. <laughs> uh, moving on here, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Coach Zach Taylor did say that Joe Burrow will not practice Wednesday to rest his injured pinky. And so this is probably going to be the plan for Wednesdays for the following weeks, especially in this playoff push. Uh, so if you have Joe Burrow, don't worry. He's still expected to play. He's just not going to practice uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, probably be limited tomorrow. Maybe sit out another day. We'll see. Something to monitor. Uh, the Cleveland Browns did add six players to the COVID list. That's Baker Mayfield, Troy Hill, John Johnson, Malik McDowell, and Ifadi Adenigbo. Oh, and Nathan Metters. That's the sixth person. Yeah. Uh, something to monitor, especially with Baker Mayfield. I mean, honestly, does Baker really affect the offense too much? A no, little bit, but maybe. Not, it's not like you're losing Aaron Rodgers. Case Keenum is very serviceable. Yeah. Like, you're not... They're pretty much on the same level. Yeah. I, would, I think Baker can throw maybe a little bit further, but... But maybe, because you're also looking at, at Baker with a hurt shoulder. True. That's so a good point. At this point, it's like, why not, you know, just switch it up anyway? So it's interesting. But, yeah, what do they have, like seven coaches? Isn't Stefanski have COVID? Uh, I think, yes, I think he does. Okay. So something to monitor as well. Um, and that's also at the end of the day, Case is a pretty good leader. Yeah. And, you know, guys tend to listen to him. So not bad to roll into this next game with Case. Uh, moving on here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard and left tackle Tyron Smith did not participate in practice. This is definitely a bummer because Mike McCarthy did say that he expected Pollard to be limited, but he was unable to play. Not good for you fantasy owners, but then again, you're probably not starting. You probably don't have the trust to start him yet, but it's still, you know, it's still something that you you want him to be there in case you did need him. I needed him last week and he wasn't there. Yeah. Big bummer. And you still know Zeke is not healthy. Nope. Uh, From reports, Zeke's knee is not getting any better. And they, they continually say week in, week in, week out, oh, you know, we're looking at maybe a couple extra weeks. Nothing's changed. He hasn't ran for over 50 yards in the last couple weeks, and that's without Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So, Zeke, you're not good, but expect a little bit more of Corey Clement this week if Tony Pollard doesn't go, but that's not to say he's fantasy you know, worthy. Uh, DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions were unable to practice on Wednesday. Uh, Penny Swell, their rookie uh, offensive tackle, and defensive end Michael Brockers were in a limited capacity and Evan Brown was activated from the COVID list. So Detroit getting better, I guess. Um, but their season's over. Yeah. So it's yeah, all just fun and games at this point for them. They are eliminated the first ones, but good for them. They want to play spoiler. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers and guard, Billy Turner and Equinemius. How do I say that name? Equinemius. Equinemius St. Brown did not practice. However, they're all expected to play. Running back Aaron Jones, left tackle David Bakhtiari, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling were all limited. Good news for David Bakhtiari. Um, I know the Packers want to get him back mm. as soon as possible, uh, especially when they're going for that number one seed right now. Yeah. I know they're in, in that position, uh, but I know the Bucks have a super easy schedule coming up. They do. So the Packers cannot afford to lose the game. 
Ball they cannot. Let's hope they do. Hey, man, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, mm. four weeks from now. Is that when they play you guys? Yeah. For that 20 bucks? Let's go. Mm. Listen Jared's, to that, Jared. Jared's sweating. That's why he's not here. He's nervous. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, tight end Darren Waller is still not participating. Uh, bad news if you have him in fantasy. But then again, he only did so much in the first place. But yeah. if he does come back, he's still on the start. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, he burned me this year. That's that's on me more than it's on him. Honestly, the Titans in general this year have been kind of uh, up and down. Pretty Yeah, honestly, Mark Andrews now is the number one tight end. Did he take over yeah, Kelsey he now officially? officially? He had a really good week last week, like 114 yards and a touchdown. So it's, And you're also looking at the Chiefs where they're spreading the ball around a little bit more, mm-hmm. actually running the ball, using their running back. So I don't think it's on Travis Kelsey. I just think that the Chiefs are winning how they have to win. And if you look at the opposite side, they're making it work. Still start Kelsey, though, if you have him. Oh, yeah. You never know. Um, let's see. Uh, moving on here. Uh, Mac Jones did log a full practice after being limited, so that's good news. Uh, Damian Harris and Nick Folk uh, were all uh, limited participants as well, so it sounds like they're all going to be good to go. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. So Odell Beckham Jr., COVID placed on yesterday uh as aj said earlier good news for stafford cup owners um because obviously that bug is swimming around their team as well um and especially i know a lot of you went in on obj and the last couple weeks that's been producing so that's definitely a big bummer um i believe obj is out 10 days now because i don't think he was vaccinated that I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure he is like he actually has COVID. So one way or another, he's most likely not playing this week. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so not good. Good news for cup owners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that though. Uh, he in in our league, uh, the 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 cloud league. Yeah. He's projected 24 points. Seriously? Is that unreal? Do you know he's actually on pace right now? We're very close to it to setting the single season fantasy record set by any wide receiver of all time over the one and only Jerry Rice. Wow. Right now, Jerry Rice is. I think he's like 25 point. 5'8", or something like that. Fantasy points per game in, like, 1992. Cooper Cup is on track right now for 25.88. Like <laughs> Just above Jerry Rice. So if that happens, is Cooper Cup the best in the league? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he the best <laughs> of all time? Probably not. But he's got time. But we're going to talk about this at some point. But is Cooper Cup a top five fantasy pick of next year? We will see. And I think that's going to be a lengthy discussion that's not good for right now. Yeah, true. Honestly, going into next year, I don't think he'll be number one. But how can you not? You know, how can you not at this point? And you can look at the running backs. They all get hurt. Exactly. Uh, New York Jets coach Robert Sala. Is that Sala? Sala. Sala. Uh, did say Michael Carter will play this Sunday versus the Dolphins. Great news if you're Nick. Great news if you're Michael Carter owners. Uh, he will be coming back. And he was awesome, like he the, was. the he, second half of the season. Yeah. He started to improve. They finally gave him the touches. Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson, they just... They're just quit, not. Quit giving him the ball. Yeah. Just give it all to Michael Carter. They started to do that, and he got hurt. Yeah, it's a bummer. So he comes back. The Jets really don't have that much to play for, but. Moving on, Philadelphia Eagles coach Nick Sirianni said quarterbacks Jalen Hurts and Gardner Mishu will both be getting reps at play this weekend. I know I'm hopeful as well, but also there's a part of me, after I picked up Kenneth Gainwell, I wish they would just kind of shut Howard down. Jordan Howard available? Uh, he's also limited with Sanders. Still, I'm pretty sure Jordan Howard has a better chance to play than Miles Sanders does. So if you haven't made that swap and Jordan Howard is available, that's where I would put my eggs in that basket and I'd bake them up. See, I if if having Sanders and Gainwell on my team, if Sanders is like good to go, I would not feel very confident in that because right. he might play in like a, a small role in the offense. Yeah. I would almost rather just have him just sit out so I could feel confident starting Gainwell. I feel it. But even like the, the Kenny Gainwell play, I, I've tried doing that when Miles Sanders was out, and that was the week that we were like, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, let's do it. After the beginning of the season, Kenny Gainwell was the you know change of pace back. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you go into a start, and you're like, okay, we're going to give our rookie an opportunity here, and they just absolutely didn't. So now if, if all three of them start, two of them are going to be limited, and then you have Kenny G., I think all of them, at least for me, is kind of a, I'm going to stay away if I can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, playing it could be nice. Well, it's going to be a, I mean, that's an important game, though. Very important, because I mean, whoever wins that game is now in the playoffs. Exactly. currently Washington is. I'd love to take that spot. Uh, I would love to see you guys take that spot from them, as long as the Vikings win as well. Uh, 49ers defensive end D Ford was not activated from IR today, which means he will be out for the rest of the season. Tampa Bay Buccaneers designated cornerback Rashad Robinson to return to practice and running back Leonard Fournette, safety Antoine Winfield Jr. Cornerbacks Jamal Dean and Richard Sherman were all 
do not participate uh, on the injury report. Not good news if you are Bucks fans. Uh, those are a lot of big name players there. However, I don't think any of those players except for um, Sherman, all the other ones I think are expected to play. Nice. So that's good news. Sherman had a pick too, so props to him. He's getting mm-hmm. old, gets he hurt is. immediately, but yeah, good for him. Got a pick. Definitely, uh, you know, definitely a good pickup for them. Uh, even though he didn't play the whole series. Right. Uh, other other news, Tennessee Titans designated linebacker Bud Dupree to return from injured reserve. This is fantastic news for Titans defense. Uh, Bud Dupree is just a big – when I say he's a monster, I mean this guy's just like huge. A beast. You know, yeah. like it's – oh, he's scary. I would not want to be tackled by that guy. Uh, and I have the Tennessee Titans defense in fantasy, so that's, that's nice to hear. It is. Uh, and then lastly, we're talking about the Washington football team. Uh, a lot of players were put on COVID. A lot of the names kind of don't matter. They're all backup yeah. players. Um, but the most important news that came out of Washington today is that Taylor Heineke uh, logged a full practice and is on track to play Sunday versus the Eagles. Uh, he is dealing with uh, a knee injury. So good news for football team fans and good news for people that have Taylor Heineke in fantasy football. Right. I'll say he's not going to be a, a pure starter, but in a two QB league, the Eagles are not amazing. And especially against the tight end, if you have Ricky Seals-Jones, one to watch for. Our linebackers are not that good. They Little are not. fantasy tidbit for you. All right. And then the last thing I want to talk to you about, uh, I saw this on the NFL Network today, and uh, I thought it was kind of silly. Uh, apparently, the MVP race is coming down to Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Herbert and Murray are still in the running, but right now, Rodgers and Brady lead. What I'm going, You know what I'm going to ask you. Why the heck is Aaron Rodgers fighting for the MVP with Tom Brady. He has not had that great of a year. No. If anything, it's it's just Tom Brady's race to lose right now. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Not to say that Aaron's playing bad. He's not. No. He's playing good, but he's not playing MVP level good. No. You know? I'd still put Kyler above Aaron Rodgers. I would, too. Like I the- mean, I kind of want to pull back because of the whole Colt McCoy business. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, even Kyler has been outplaying Aaron Rodgers this year. So I, I just don't get it. They just look at wins. You're like, oh, your team's winning. You guys are doing really good. And you're Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yeah, who like, sells the tickets? If you were going to pick just like a stereotypical – if you were to say at the beginning of the season who's going to get it, you're going to say either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They don't even have to play that great to get it. Now, well, this leads me into my next question. Now, if you had to pick someone to win the MVP that's not a quarterback, who are you giving it to? Ooh, Cooper Cup, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Not Jonathan Taylor? <sighs> what do you uh, think about no. that? No. Nope, still Cooper Cup. Uh, see, I want to give it to Jonathan Taylor, but Cooper Cup is just playing outstanding and – you bringing up that, that Jerry Rice tidbit, I mean, that kind of changes my mind as well. You know Cooper Cup has a chance at 2,000 yards. Yes, I do. No one's ever done that. Really? Mm-mm. Nice. Good job. I, I think, Good job, I think, Cup. The, I think the most ever is like 1,700 yards. Yeah, I, it is, I think it's held by Calvin Johnson. Right? I'd, I'd have to look into it. I, I think would, it's Calvin. I would assume Randy? I, no, it's not Randy, um, surprisingly. Uh, Rand's got the touchdowns, but not the yards. I'm pretty sure it's Calvin Johnson. I think he broke it in like 2015 or 16. But anywho, that pretty much sums up the news. And then that one little tidbit that I want to talk to you about. We're getting a little bit long here on the 18-minute mark. Uh, so we're going to take a short little break here, come back with our pickums, Flexi, you know how that goes. Uh, so like always, a couple seconds for you guys, a couple minutes for us. Stick around. Yahoo! On fourth and three. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. We're going to jump right into the Week 15 preview segment. Um, you guys know how this goes. I'm going to bounce. Since it's just AJ and I, I'm going to bounce games off back and yeah. forth. He's going to tell me who he's picking and why, and then I'll just either agree or disagree relatively. Maybe get a couple <laughs> we'll tidbits see. of uh, advice there. Um, but let's talk about the first game. It is Thursday night. This is on you, AJ. We got the 9-4 Chiefs. Visiting the 8-5 and five Chargers, who do you got and why? This game is going to be so fun to watch. So, so fun. Honestly, this should be a high-scoring affair, and I think it is going to be. I, I could absolutely see it being a 14-21 game. Don't get me wrong. But I think this is going to be your 37-41 type of shootout. Number one, neither team has an amazing defense. The Chiefs have shown to be much better as of late. So for that reason alone, I do have to give it to the Chiefs. And again, they're playing better. Um... But just watching the Chargers last week, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Like it they, definitely was. They wrecked the Bengals. And don't, I guess they came back. But Without, it, uh, what's his face, too? Their wide receiver. Uh, Keenan Allen. 
Yeah. And Mike Williams. Mike Williams playing. Oh, he did play? He had, like, he had an okay game. Jalen Guyton, who Jared did call, but Good did win. not have the stones to actually play against me. And Jared lost. He still made the playoffs, but that's another thing. But to that reason, Austin Eckler did get hurt. There's a chance he doesn't play in this game. He yep. did hurt his ankle. I think he's going to. But still, a, lo- a couple of those things that are in the air. If you look at this this game, you got to go Chiefs. I agree. Yeah. I got to go Chiefs, too. Especially because... I know it's a home game for the Chargers, but Is they don't though? really have a home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So gotta give it to the Chiefs. Um if the Chargers win though, not the biggest surprise. But I do agree. I think both teams are gonna score into the thirties as well. Yeah. Um so this one's on me. We got our first Saturday game of the year. I'm ecstatic about it. Uh three thirty game. We got the Raiders visiting the Browns. Um this is hard to pick. Should be flexed to it, me. I agree. This game is not going to be very fun to watch. Um, I am going to go with the Browns, I guess. I mean, they got Nick Chubb, and the Raiders are just (laughs) – who knows what to do with the Raiders. (laughs) So I guess I'm going to go Browns, but I'm not super confident on that, and I think the score is going to be like 23 to 20. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I don't – like, this is not – yeah, they should move this game. There's They could easily move a much better game onto the Saturday slate. Obviously, you can't predict the COVID stuff. But even before that, yeah, I mean, you look what happened with the Raiders. The Browns are still the Browns. It's still decent right now. But I got to pick the Browns just because the Raiders look terrible. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's- Hunter Renfro, though. Oh, Baller. Racking them up. Just it, awesome. Honestly, in some daily fantasy lineups last week, it was almost a must-start for me. Mm-hmm. No Darren Waller. I mean, easy. what was it, like 13 catches? Especially in PPR. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Just stacking those points up. So, yeah, in those types of leagues, Hunter Renfro is a monster. Yes. And in, just in normal leagues. He's just proven he might not be the most athletic guy looking at him, but very good wide receiver. Yeah, he's got that grind. You know, he's... He's, he's a gym rat. He is. He is. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, this one's on me. We got the... Pa- no, this one's on you. We got the Patriots visiting the Colts. All right, so I'm going to shock a couple people here. I'm going to pick the Colts. The reason for that, and this might sound a little bit crazy, I think the Colts, honestly, are one of the most complete teams in the entire NFL. Carson Wentz, I'm not saying he's like the best quarterback. 25 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Jonathan Taylor, league-leading rusher, and he's just spectacular. Michael Pittman, been very good. Jack Doyle coming on as of late. They have a really good offensive line. Their defense is good. So when you mix those things together, Darius Leonard, is he, is he good at stopping the run? He's pretty good at that. Oh, he's pretty good at stopping the good. run. What do the Patriots do? Run the ball. They run the ball. When you add that combination in there, I think this is going to be a game that the Colts finally surprise people and they go, guess what? We're going to do some stuff in the playoffs. Terrible for me. Same time, we already got a first-round pick. Thank you, Carson Wentz. Appreciate it. But I'm actually going to pick the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts as well. Love it. I know the Patriots are super hot right now, but I think the Colts are hot right now too, and they need this game more than the Patriots do. And it's a home game, so it's going to be loud. Plus, it's primetime night. It's, you know, at the, the drinks are going to be flowing. That crowd's going to be rowdy. And Jonathan Taylor is coming off a week of rest. So he's so good. I'm thinking Jonathan between. I'm thinking he's probably going to run for 150 yards and probably oh, yeah. get a touchdown. It's, Maybe two. It's also pretty big that if Damien Harris doesn't play, mm-hmm. that, that combo between Damien Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, that's a good combo. But if they have to rely on Mac Jones, nope. I think that foils kind of their, their recipe for success that they've had, and I think that changes everything. I agree. And let's be real, the only reason they did so well last time when they played the Bills is because there was that, that weather. Yeah. You know, that, that game would have been totally different in normal conditions, and this game's going to be played in a dome. True. So, Carson, air it out. Let's see what we got. Also, if you notice that game, Mac Jones threw three times. So that's really important. But yeah, again, Jonathan Taylor, that's like the stand away. You're going to win. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely the best player out of both those teams right there. Um, moving on here. Uh, this one is on me. Yeah. yeah, this one's on me. So we got the Cowboys visiting the Giants. I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm not going to talk about this very much. Let's be real. The Giants are not a very good team this year, and the Cowboys are a pretty good team this year. Yeah. That offense is firing. No Tony Pollard. Weak Zeke. That's fine. CD's awesome. Amari's – is Amari playing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he played last week. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, But to Jake's point, and I know Jake would want this stated, the Giants did Daniel Jones dirty. There is potential. He never plays a snap in the NFL ever again. You know, I – that's true. I, I read those reports too. I heard Jake talk to us about that. I feel like that's more hubba bubba Could than be. it is actually truth. I mean, you look at someone like 
Daniel Hunter, who had the same issue last year. He did just fine. Yeah. I mean, granted, he tore his pec this year. Totally unrelated. Sure. Um, but he came out firing. Now, I think the the one thing that is not going to be – that's going to hinder this is look at Teddy Bridgewater when he tore his leg. He's probably yeah. never going to play again, blah, blah, blah. Well, he did play again. And the thing is, is this injury is – always going like like if daniel jones comes back and is not good this is always going to be yeah. the what if what if that didn't happen you right. know and and at the end of the day i don't really believe in daniel jones no i and honestly know? peyton manning did this peyton manning tore his neck apart mm-hmm. but you're talking about one who doesn't really run the ball can literally sit back in the pocket he has that presence daniel jones not the same thing right and when you're talking about a neck it takes a, a Quick twist, you know, movement, but he played in a game that he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I want to. I want to see all that information leaked of like where he was at. So I think the Giants have a, a conundrum internally. Basically, um, they already messed up picking Daniel Jones. Now they got him more hurt than he should have been, and they dug their hole ten times deeper than it should be. They're halfway to China by now, so they got to figure some stuff out. But yeah, Cowboys easy. Uh, on you, we got the Texans against the Jaguars gross you die now this is terrible should just flex this game off they just, everything just move this to saturday just have a game nobody watches because no i mean saturday games just gonna be bad either way i'd rather watch like two really bad teams try to fight each other i think they'd be more fun hmm. but this is really hard because trevor lawrence i can't say he's not good but he doesn't look good no like that's a struggle urban meyer just get rid of that dude giga chad you're out of here I don't understand where... Hey, he's a winner. So he says. <laughs> yeah, literally going up to assistant coaches. Dude, oh, he's just a joke at this point. They just need to clean it. Like, absolute clear slate. Get rid of him. I got to pick the Texans. Just because I think Urban Meyer, who is a winner, still figures out a way to screw his team over. I agree. I'm definitely going with the Texans as well. I think the Jaguars are in a lot of turmoil. Especially with that Marvin Jones news. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's Did huge. You- do you see the Josh Lambeau stuff that came out today? No, what was that? So Josh Lambeau is no longer a member of the of the Jaguars. He was their kicker. Apparently in the last practice they had, Urban Meyer literally like kicked him in the leg and then cut him. Wow. You know, like this is all allegedly, so don't you know, go to the paper for it. But if that's the case, why are you kicking a player? Yeah, that's that's I mean, football aside, human like what are you, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like that's not who do you think you are? Like you're, you're some you, successful college coach that this, you're, 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 you know, you're above everyone. Like, yeah. get out of here, dude. I think, like, th- I think this is where Urban Meyer is going to struggle is he's used to talking to young men. Now he's talking to grown men mm-hmm. who have been in this league. They understand what's happening. So to have someone else come in and be like, you guys aren't doing this right. Punch that dude in the face. Honestly, has there ever been a scenario? And maybe there is. I just really don't know. Has there ever been a scenario where a good college coach has come in and Pete actually Carroll. done well? Pete Carroll. I guess, yeah. He had a Legion of Boom. But he had two stints in the NFL. He did. Yeah, the first one went terrible. Yes. Um, Bill Belichick? Uh, I don't know about that. I'd have to look into that one, too. Belichick's been in the NFL for quite a while. Oh, no, never mind. He went to the Browns and messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But But is that his fault? (laughs) Chip Kelly. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, he blew everything. You're still my... I have nightmares about that. You should never trade LaShawn McCoy. Chip Kelly, I freaking hate you, dude. So, to your point, yeah, it usually doesn't work. No, definitely. Okay, uh, moving on here. We got the Titans versus the Steelers. This is going to be another close one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. I feel like the Steelers. I, honestly, I see the Steelers at 6-6-1, six, six, and one, and I'm, I'm even shocked that they're there. They're <laughs> not a good team. No. But Deontay Johnson, your He's boy, a good player. He's still automatic 10 targets a game. Uh, I love Johnson. Najee Harris, great player. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, absolutely his last season. That dude is so far done. I'm literally hanging on to just like threads that he can somehow make like finish through the play like the playoffs. I have two terrible quarterbacks mm-hmm. and I have no backup options. Gotta go QB heavy next year. Pretty much. I have Trey Lance. I I sat there and I was like I should take Mac Jones and I was like I don't want any part of the Patriots. <laughs> I put yeah. So that one's on me. But at the end of the, yeah, just looking at this game, Big Ben had a good game, but he's just not great. Mm-hmm. He's not so. Yeah, I got to go Titans. Titans for sure. Yeah. All right, this is on you. This is another interesting game, I think. Divisional game, Jets going to Miami. Mm, team of fourth and three. Jets have Wilson back, and they're getting Michael Carter back. That's big. But, but the Dolphins are hot. They are hot. You know, their defense has been pretty darn good as of late. Um, I think Miles – is Miles Gaskin hurt? Um, uh, 
I don't I don't know. I want to say he's hurt maybe. Um, but still, Jalen Waddle, feed that dude. This should be a game where he gets 12 to 15 targets to me, honestly. He very easy. well might. And he should be. Like, he's that gadget back, and he's perfect for it. And if you just look at the, the gameplay of this, Jalen Waddle, I'm going to say he has two touchdowns in this game, 130-plus yards. And I think he's basically the only one outside of Michael Carter, if he's fully healthy, that actually matters in this mm. entire game fantasy-wise. I definitely think Michael Carter and Waddle will both have great games. I'm also banking on them to have great games because in one league I have them both. Oh, okay. So I need that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, let's be honest, those are the two budding stars of both teams, and I, I hope it. I just hope it's a good game. I just hope it's a good game. It's divisional games. They always tend to be. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Though. Yeah, agreed. Team of four and three. Let's, Let's ride. go. Okay. We got the Washington football team visiting the Eagles. This is on me. I'm going to go with the Eagles because it's in Philadelphia and uh, Washington's coming off a loss. So bummer. That probably killed all their momentum. But at the same time, you never know. Terry McLaurin. Terry that one, Heineke. That one scares me. But I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, I, think the, I think Philly gets the job done. Darius Slay's had a really good season. I hope he can stay up with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin's so good. Mm-hmm. He's been t- super cold, though. Has he? Yes. He's not been playing too, too I, hot. Curtis Samuel's back. That adds a little bit. They haven't been playing that great. They haven't the last... been giving him the targets as much as they have in the beginning of the season. Okay. So that's important. That is. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick a homer in this game. I think the Eagles are playing... Good football. We're also in a position. This is a game where we're literally not fighting for the NFC East, mm-hmm. but we are fighting for a wild card spot. This game is extremely important. Jalen Hurts might not play. And honestly, I don't think he's going to. Hey, he's trending upwards. He is, he is. Yeah, but he also came out on Monday of last week and goes, guess what, guys? I'm going to play Sunday. And then Gardner Minshew secretly got every single first round, first team rep. There we mm, go. I did not know that. So that part's sketchy. Right now they're splitting. Yep, they are. Which, typically, like if you feel that confident, you're just gonna let it go. But I don't. I don't really think it matters. I think if Miles Sanders, Jordan, we're just gonna get it done. I think at the end of the day, typically against Washington in primetime games when it really matters, we usually win those games. For that reason, we're probably gonna lose. But I'm not gonna pick against us. And Nick Sirianni, I want to see what you can do in the playoffs. So don't screw us. Run the dang ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Philly for sure. Uh, this next one, we got the Cardinals visiting the Lions. This is easy. Mm. Cardinals are going to win this one. Sorry, Lions. Better luck next year. Yeah. You're yeah, we just, yeah, we just yeah, move on skip here. that one. All right. Uh, another one, we got the Panthers visiting the Bills. Um, this is another one that I think is easy picking. Tell me why you're picking the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills, but honestly, that, that Tredavious White thing was huge. And also the fact that they didn't run the ball in the first half, and that was the first time that's happened since maybe, what, like 1988, 1998 maybe? But they didn't run the ball a single time in the first half. That's crazy. I also hear that feedback. But yeah, what is fine. that? I've heard it the whole time, but it's okay. But in this game, I'm going to pick the Bills. Josh Allen, he does have a sprained foot, and he is day-to-day. So that is worth monitoring 100% because they don't have a run game. They got Mitch, though. They have Mitch, but yeah, you know what he did when he came in last week? Well, he's the only – whatever you say, he's the only player in the league with an MVP. So that's got to speak MVP. for something. Okay. The only player in the history true. of the NFL. That's true. Honestly, Nickelodeon Awards, those are the prime times of the NFL. Pretty you, much. You got that, you should be MVP every single year. Check out that slime, tell you that much. Oh, absolutely. But yes, I'm going with the Bills regardless. Yes, yeah, Bills, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, we got the Bengals visiting the Broncos. This is going to be another interesting match. Um, the Broncos, man, the Bengals. You gotta, I got to go with the Bengals. I just think that they're a slightly better team. Um, it's as much as I want to see the Broncos win. I do want Teddy to win. I believe he's a winner. Um, but the Bengals, they just got a lot more going for them. I think this is the first one where we differ. I'm going to go Broncos. That, that run game right now, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I know everybody just wants to see the Javante Williams show. Melvin Gordon even knew that mm-hmm. he, he came out of one of the fantasy channels that I listened to and he goes, I'm coming back. I know nobody wants me to, but I'm an NFL player. So for fantasy reasons, it sucks to have both of them. But for NFL real-life experience, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You have two very good running backs where in, in a league where running matters. It used to be just pass, 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 pass. It's not like that as much. For that reason, I think the Broncos are going to run 230-plus between the two of them. 
probably two or three touchdowns again. I got to give it to the Broncos just based on that run game alone. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. I'm going Bengals. We'll visit this next week, see who comes out the winner there. Uh, this next game, we got the Falcons visiting the Niners. I think the Falcons have zero chance. They are not a good team. And the 49ers have won like five in a row, four in a row, something like that. It is huge, and, and I just feel like they're getting Eli Mitchell back, so they're just going to run the ball down the Falcons' throat. But on the plus side, yes, I agree. The the, the Niners are going to win. But for both of our sakes, let's go Falcons. Yeah, let's do it. Because right now the Niners are holding one of those extra wild card spots. You guys are six and seven or six and eight, correct? Uh, yes, six, six and eight. Six and eight. Yeah, yeah six and eight. Yeah, because like there's basically a bunch of teams in the NFC like right on the wild card spot. So if that happens. It helps not only us, helps you guys as well. Love to see both of us squeezing in a wild card. I'd be so cool with that. For that reason, let's go Falcons, but the Niners are going to win. Yeah, probably. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got the Seahawks visiting the Rams. This is a 3:30 game. I got to go to the Rams. I mean, they seem to be back on track. Uh, they took care of the Cardinals the other day on Monday. And the Seattle Seahawks are just what a fall from grace yeah. from what they once were to what they are now. Um, they're lucky to have the five wins that they do. Um, R- Russell is a little bit to blame on that, I think. Uh, them having no defense is huge to blame on that. Yeah. Um, but my question to you, and this is because I have him in fantasy, do you start Tyler Lockett? Yeah. He had an awesome game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think he's going to do good this week? Absolutely. Because you want to know who Jalen Ramsey's going to be on? Who's that? DK Metcalf. Gee, yeah. Well, if Ramsey even plays. True. Yeah, I'll say Monday. that was COVID, so it could be ten days. Mm-hmm. But if you look at if you go back in history, look at these games. Jalen Ramsey follows DK Metcalf. They played twice last week or last year. Go and look at Tyler Lockett's matchups against the Rams. You're going to start Tyler Lockett. I'm going to start Tyler Lockett. You just sold me on it. Um, okay, we got three games left. Uh, we got the Packers visiting the Ravens. This is a super tough game. I'm going to give it to the Packers because they just somehow win games, even though I really think that they're not that great of a team. I mean, they're not bad. Yeah, but it's, I mean they're. <laughs> They're not that good. No, and it's it's in Baltimore that matters, mm-hmm. especially this time of year. You don't want to go to Lambeau this time of year, especially with the weather we're having currently. That's why there's only two of us. This mm-hmm. weather sucks. Tornadoes, snow, snownado. Whoa, we'll that'd see. be kind of cool. That would be I mean, kind of terrifying. I'd be terrifying because like, cool. I'm terrified of thunderstorms, but at the same time, it would be cool to say we we're the first ones. Um, but still looking at the game, Lamar doesn't play, might not play. I don't know where that is. Um, and just the Packers are fighting for a one seed. So to your point, they're going to win these games because they just do. Very excited for the day that the Packers no longer have Aaron Rodgers and they get to fall down to mediocrity with the rest of us. So yeah. Packers, um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with the Lamar news. I mean, you never know. Pretty much. Mark Andrews still going to be a beast. Rashad Bateman, if Tyler Huntley plays, definitely showed real connection with Lamar. So that's worth monitoring. He's absolutely rostered in pretty much every league. But if Tyler Huntley plays might be more of an inclination to start Rashad Bateman. Just saying. Uh, two games left. We got the Saints visiting the Buccaneers. Why are you picking the Bucks? Yeah. Remember, like, last year where these games were awesome? The Saints mm-hmm. swept them throughout the league, and then you go into the playoffs. Like, this used to be such a fun matchup, and it's just not. I don't think that the Saints are as good as anybody thought they were going to be, and I don't think we held them to, like, a high standard either way. I agree. But, yeah, Bucks are going to absolutely trounce them. I just... I don't think there's anything that the Saints can do, especially with Taysom Hill still having a hurt finger. Yeah, I agree. I think the Saints really have no chance in this game. Tom Brady at home. I mean, we're 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 experiencing December Tom, who practically never loses. And playoff Lenny. And playoff Lenny. Ooh. And these last four games are super easy. I mean, they got the Saints. I think they play the Panthers twice. Yep. And there's one other game that's like you could say, all right, there might be a little bit of a challenge there, but let's be real. Yeah. Bucks are winning. And do they are do they already lock up the NFC South? Um, No, I, I don't they, think so. I think if they win this they, week, they'll, yes, they'll they lock will. it. Same goes with uh, the Green Bay Packers. If they win this week, they will also clinch right. the North. Um, speaking of the North, one last game, Monday Night Football. I'll let you start with this one, AJ. We got the Minnesota Vikings coming off a nice win against the Steelers, arguably. They gave up a lead, or almost did. True. Against the Chicago Bears. To your point, the Vikes do not play well at Chicago. I don't know that. You told me that a couple minutes ago. Oh, it's awful. I think they've won there like three times in the last like 15 years. Yikes. Okay, so that's not good. No, it's not. The Vikings are super weird. They've beaten some of the best teams in the league, but then can also go back and lose to the worst team in the league. So this is one of those games where, obviously, I think the Vikings should win. But is this one of those games where they just find a way to lose? 
maybe. But still, I, I, I know the history. I know the stats. I still think the Vikings are going to win this game. And I think Justin Jefferson is just going to continue his dominance. Dalvin Cook should play in this game. Yep. He played last game, so yep. it should be fine. Uh, if you just add those two things together, if they can hold down Jakeem Grant and Darnell Mooney because Allen Robinson is just not a thing, I think you guys can do that. I think that was part of it with the Packers. Jakeem Grant and like those couple gimmicky plays where I was like, wow, what can you do about that? Those aren't every week plays. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge part of their offense and how they actually scored points. The Vikings are not that way, but they do always play down or up to their opponents. It's just weird. It is. So I'm still going to give it to the Vikings, but I think this is one of the one of the more 50-50 games just, just based on the play. So I think the Vikings are going to win simply because I don't think the Bears are a good team. No. But that being said... Every other year, I don't think the Bears are a good team. <laughs> and they still just beat the, beat the Vikings. It's frustrating. I think Kirk won there last year, which is cool, but it wasn't a dominant performance. Yeah. They, like, squeaked out a win, and they were all super excited about it. You know, Win's um, a win. So I'm going to go Vikings, but I would not be surprised at all to see uh, the Bears pull off some weird win. Probably be some last-second touchdown. You know how that goes. Uh, the other thing is, was, I think this is actually going to be a low-scoring game. Probably. I think it's going to yeah. be like 20 to 17 or, you know, 2014, something like that. I don't yeah. think it's going to be, I don't see this being a high scoring game, even though Justin Jefferson is on fire. Um, but the Vikings need this win, and I think the Bears are pretty much eliminated. For, um, yeah. They're, they're not they're, like eliminated yet, but, you know. They're darn close. Uh, there's so many NFC I teams. I mean, they are, could go, they could go eight and nine. So technically they're in it, but is there, is a team going to make it at eight and nine? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. You know, there, there could be a team at like nine and eight. But you have to be 500, I'm assuming, at least in both divisions, just to you know make that cut. Yeah. Having that extra team, I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like having that extra team because it makes so many more teams on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're watching like week eight or nine, you're like, these are the teams on the bubble. And it's the entire NFC or the entire AFC still in it, technically. And you're like, cool. Nobody's out yet. So it makes like these last couple of weeks a little bit more strenuous because you're like, I know teams are going to start getting eliminated really, really fast. Not only that, it makes the, uh, the you know the teams going for the one seed also very important. True. Because if you got the second seed, well, you also had that buy. And I, I don't think any team is actually locked in a playoff yet. Locked? You mean like for sure in the playoffs? Yeah. Yes, they have. Have they? Yes. the The Bucks, the Bucks, Cardinals, and. Bucks, Cardinals, Packers all clinched playoff just, spots just last week. Playoffs? Okay. Yes, I mean they could fall and be wild cards, right. but let's be real, that's that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I could maybe somehow see that happening to like the Cardinals for some reason. That's fair. Um, especially you know losing D Hop um, for now, but but for yeah, now. I definitely got I got to side with the Vikings for this for this Monday night game and skull skull. So that being said, getting along here again. That was actually a really long preview for only two of us. Uh, we'll be right we back. Have people. Yeah, that's that we true. Go in depth. Good, nice content. Yeah, you got this, Ben. <laughs> um, so we're gonna take one more break. Come back with flexi action, and then we'll get you guys out of here. I'm Stick around. Three. All right, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, we're going a little long here, so we're going to kind of breeze through this, but at the same time, this is an important week. So AJ and I are both going to do three flexies each. We're both going to do a running back, a tight end, and a wide receiver. Um, I'll go ahead and start since I have this going. And my running back this week is going to be Devontae Booker. Only owned in 25% of leagues. He had eight carries last week for about 50 yards and added about 30 receiving yards on that two so puts up eight points alone there, a little bit more in a PPR league. And with Saquon Barkley not practicing today, I think he's going to be a great play or pickup. Sorry, great pickup or yeah. play if you already have him. Absolutely. No, I, I would agree with that 100%. And again, Saquon, they're kind of monitoring his snaps. snaps so great call. Mine, super deep cut, Craig Reynolds. He actually started for the Lions last week. Um, I don't think either of those backs are going to be back this week. As as far as I know, Jamal Williams was placed on the COVID list. Last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. So, I mean, if you're looking at 10 days, probably not going to hit that mark. For that reason, it's not going to be a great matchup. But if you're looking for a guy who's only rostered in maybe 2% of leagues, and we're talking deep cuts. We're talking playoffs. Most good players are already going to be rostered. The ones who aren't, probably injured, looking at committee backfields. If that's the case and you need a guy who has the potential to finish as an RB1, Craig Reynolds, to me, is 
but has the potential to be that guy. And again, this isn't a situation where you're you're looking deep, but that's a deep cut for you. You're welcome. Uh, I got a deep cut tight end for you. It's going to be the Bengals tight end, CJ Uzuma, only owned in about 15% of leagues, which was a little surprising to me. Uh, I know he's been cold recently, uh, but the couple games that he did play well, I mean, he's he put up huge numbers, and he did have six targets last week, which he put up 50 yards. Really was just missing a touchdown, and uh, the Bengals are not short of touchdowns. You know, no. They'd got the volume to go around. It's just a little bit of uh, can you get lucky this week? Uh, so I would go ahead and play Uzuma. Now, granted, it's a deep cut, so could fizzle. That's what all these flexies are. But Pretty this much. is when you're in a pinch and you need someone. I'm feeling CJ this weekend. And T. Higgins still questionable again. Obviously played last week, 114 yards, but worth monitoring. Uh, mine had a terrible game last week as far as tight end. I'm just going to keep the tight end going. But Ricky Seals-Jones. Looking at last week, and especially what Logan Thomas has been doing at, before he tore his ACL, MCL, whatever, should have been in line for a big game. He didn't. Basically, had a stinker. Well, he. I think he dropped a touchdown. It that wasn't. Is, it wasn't a good. Yeah. Throw. So you know, more more so on Taylor Heineke, but right. it, he had the opportunity. Yeah, I'll say one catch, four targets, eight yards. Should have had a touchdown. But looking into this game, he's playing my birds, the Eagles. Uh, one thing that we don't have is a good linebacking core, and we've actually given up a ton of yards and touchdowns to the tight end position. I'm not going to be happy about it, but for those reasons alone, Ricky Seals-Jones, who's only owned in 14% of leagues, absolutely startable. And again, if you're in a situation where you need somebody, Ricky Seals-Jones will play next week, play the week after that. So if he has this good game, you're basically anticipating that for the future. So if it works out, you're looking at a guy who's going to play 90 to 100% of the snaps, and that's what you want. Uh, my next player, my last player, my wide receiver, uh, I'll be honest. I told you not to play him last week, and sometimes you hit, sometimes you lost. I was mistaken about that, and that's going to be Vikings wide receiver K.J. Osborne. Adam Thielen did not practice today and is not expected to play this Monday in Chicago. And another thing to note, uh, when the Vikings do play in Chicago – all their star players tend to not have good games, Perfect. and it's those weird outlier players that uh, tend to have good games. So if you're feeling someone, I, I'm definitely going to lean on uh, K.J. Osborne. He's only owned in 33% of leagues, and which is kind of shocking to me. When I saw that, I thought for sure he'd be in the 60 to 70 range, especially with Thielen out. Uh, someone's got to catch those touchdowns. So K.J. Osborne, I think that'd be a nice solid play for you, uh, especially against the Bears' defense, which – let, not not to say they're bad, but they're definitely – they missed their window with that defense. Yeah, 100%. Um, and just building off that, we're going to look at the team they played. Alan Lazard. Actually had a really good game against it last week. Did catch a touchdown. Only owned in 6.8% of leagues. Obviously, the Packers are streaky. You're going to look at the one team – or the one player, Devontae Adams. What happens if he does get covered? You're going to look at elsewhere. Basically, Aaron Rodgers, again, MVP conversation – but if you're looking at the Baltimore defense, no Marlon Humphrey. So expect Marcus Peters, who's still not that great, to somewhat try to cover. Otherwise, he's just going to play zone. If that happens, Lazard's not a burner. Not in the same way that Valdez Scantling is, who's also questionable right now. Isn't Marcus Peters not playing? If he's not, then I'm even more excited about it. I thought he got hurt in the preseason. Oh, you're right. So they don't have yeah, Marcus Peters yeah. or Marlon Humphrey. Yes, they're on thin ice over oh, there. Okay, so super fire that up. Yeah, Valdez Scantling hurt questionable for this game if i'm gonna look at the situation and expecting a somewhat high scoring game again lazard can sit and sit in a zone which is perfect catch me eight balls for 78 yards touchdown would be great if not in a ppr league that's still 15 points so if you're in a situation where you're stuck again only owned in less than seven percent of leagues could be a guy to pick up stash i'm gonna say start this week mm -hmm. i mean especially looking at those you know those packers players when you do play them yeah there's a chance that you're gonna get burned because Devontae Adams yeah. might catch two, three touchdowns and 100, 150 yards. Or they just run um, the ball. But it's never a bad play to start uh, a high-quality player on a high-quality offense. And yeah. when you have Aaron Rodgers, never bad. Never bad to play one of his weapons. No, there's always that little bit of upside where you're like, all it takes, maybe Aaron Rodgers looks his way at the beginning of the game, and, he, and then you just ride that out. Obviously, It's going to be Devontae Adams. We know that. Yep, no doubt. But the way A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are carrying the ball – they're going to have to really play out that play action. And I think against Baltimore, I think that's one of those games where that's going to be really successful. Baltimore's going to be his own defense. So I think in that instance, again, you're probably looking at between six and eight targets for Alan Lazard, and you want volume. 
end of the game, it's going to be volume. I think that could be a good play. I'm not saying a touchdown, but I am saying probably five, six catches. Which is not something. Bad. Not bad. Um, I don't have anything else for the folks. Do you guys no, have, you know these are deep cuts. Everybody at this point is either picked up, rostered. If you're in a tricky spot, feel free to send us questions. Other than that, it's rough, but we're still going to wish you all the luck. You've made it this far listening to us, and we appreciate that. If you are in the playoffs, just going to give this little tidbit. Um, this was my strategy. I know a lot of pe- other people do it as well. It's not some secret. It's not new. I did not invent this. Everyone does this every year. But if you are in those playoffs, remember, you really don't need your backup players anymore. So it's more important to get the backups to your starters. If Cooper Cup goes down, you want Jefferson to start. If Dalvin Cook goes down, you want Alexander Madison to start. Who was put on the COVID list? He's not vaccinated. He's out 10 days. So Kene Wangwu also might be a nice deep cut for you. You never know. The dude's fast. He handles kickoff returns. And uh, they've been trying to get him more involved lately. So... That's, that's, I guess that's another flexi deep cut for you. I'll say that's definitely worth the outro. Because to be honest, the way that COVID is running rampant on the league right now, back up your starters. Mm-hmm. And it's usually we say start your starters. Back up those guys, your Cooper Cups, your Jonathan Taylors, your, you know, just these top-tier elite talents. If they have a backup or somebody that could take their place if they were to get COVID, this is the time to make sure you have those players. You're going to be very upset if, you know, Maybe Wednesday afternoon comes around. You didn't make a waiver pick. And now you see people like AJ Green with DeAndre Hopkins out. Back up your starters. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Take up a couple of those spots. We get it. It's a little bit risky. But if it is the top tier guy, you replace him. You're not going to have the same top tier guy, but you're still going to have a good talent in a good spot. No doubt. So make sure you pay attention to that. And best of luck in the first round. All right. Have a good one, guys. This is Nick signing off. AJ, peace.